Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This week I saw a post on social media. Someone had checked the wait times uh, for Calgary emergency rooms, and one of them was almost 10 hours, if I remember. Nine hours, 43 minutes, I think. And these were in Calgary primarily. Um, but all of them were well over six. I think this was Wednesday night. Yeah, and think about it. You've probably spoken with someone. I know as we sort of prepared for this story, I talked to some people around the office. Someone who decided to at least put off going to the hospital, right? Like, you know what? I, I thought about it. I was feeling really bad. I thought maybe I'd broken my leg. I don't know, but I, I didn't want to sit in the ER for eight hours. You hear that all the time, right? Which on the surface is just sort of, we accept it as that's the way it is, but that's really, really not good. Um, and there's some new information just out that hundreds of thousands of Canadians actually got to the point where they decided, okay, I do have to go in, right? There was 14 million visits um, to ERs in Canada in 2022. So 14 million times people went in, but almost 1 million times, 1 in 14, 963,000 times, the people who were in the ER said, you know what, I can't wait anymore. And they left and they went home without ever being seen. Um, that can have dire consequences, obviously. And it just, I think it's symptomatic of the overall system. But um, we have uh, a trusted source from the inside of Alberta ERs. That's Dr. Shazma Mathani, who we've spoken to many times. Uh, she's an emergency physician at the Royal Alec in Edmonton and the Stollery Children's Hospital. Uh, Dr. Mathani, thanks for being here. As always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me this morning. So this data that you're hearing, I mean, uh, does that fit with what you see in your ERs? You know, 7 8% of patients who show up just, just giving up and going home before they ever actually get to see Dr. Mathani? You know, unfortunately, uh, it is. It is what we're experiencing um, in emerges here uh, in Edmonton as well. And it's um, it's scary to think about that number of patients leaving without being seen at a time where they could very well have a medical emergency. How, I mean, in terms of that rate, one in 14 seems really, really high to me. Um, as we're assessing the system overall, when you hear a number of one in 14 that just decide to give up on the wait, how alarming is that? I mean, is, I'm sure there's going to be a certain number. Um, but what does that tell you when you see one in 14 Canadians giving up last year? I mean, it tells me that uh, the system is failing these Canadians. We, in the emergency department, we want to be available for everybody when they need it, and we should be available for everyone when, when they need it. And I certainly don't want to discourage anybody from coming in because, um, you know, the general public are not medical professionals, so they don't know when it, when it is okay to leave or when it's not okay to leave. Um, and so I hope that people continue sorry, uh, keep continuing to come to the ER. Mm -hmm. But my concern is that um, people who are sick will understandably get uh, fed up of, wa of waiting and then and leave and potentially have, um, you know, a devastating medical outcome. That's the worry that's always on my mind. I mean, we've talked about this before when yeah. I'm sitting in the emergency department and seeing patients, I'm constantly kind of checking and aware of how many people are in the waiting room and always wondering, like, 
are these people going to get in? Are they going to are they going to leave? What's going to happen? Are they going to get sicker while they're waiting in the waiting room as well? Like th- these are all things that are constantly weighing on our minds. Yeah, I was wondering because you know if you sit in an ER, you know that I mean you've got the triage nurses and you've got the people that sort of run the waiting waiting room and and they're they're the ones that you encounter. But the doctors are keeping tabs on it. Hey, you, you're you're trying to monitor what's happening in the waiting room. Absolutely. So between the triage nurses and and the doctors that are in the department, we're constantly trying to monitor things and oftentimes what you know with the the i would say the triage nurse is one of the hardest jobs in the emergency oh, yeah. department especially as especially as those wait times and waiting rooms <laughs> are getting fuller they have to be responsible for a very large number of sick people yeah. and so as they're trying to keep an eye on people they will often come and flag things for us as well like hey you know can you just um check this patient out really quickly before they come into a room because i'm worried about them and there's no room available for them to come into and so we're we're often getting um, that type of information from the triage nurses too while we're on shift. Uh, yeah, no question. And that's a job I would not want because I've seen people just get, uh, you know, and I don't want to say understandably, but you know, the frustration builds, right? So, um, mm-hmm. when, when you, t- when we take a look at this, and like I say, in, you know, in talking to some people around the office, I mean, I can't count how many of them said, yeah, I should have gone in or I was going to go in and I decided not to because I didn't want to wait. What does that mean for you? Because sooner or later it gets to a point where you don't have the choice anymore sometimes with some of these conditions. So do you see patients regularly that were in a week, two weeks, a month before, but gave up? And if they had stuck it out, wouldn't be back and wouldn't be as bad of a situation as you're encountering now? Yeah, absolutely. I see patients like that. I mean, um, with more uh, serious medical conditions, of course, the longer you wait, the worse things yeah. get and the higher your risk of having a bad outcome. I mean, a heart attack or a stroke are a good example of that. An append- something as simple as an appendicitis that, you know, can be managed quite easily when it's diagnosed early can become very severe if it's left, right? So even things like that, um, where the longer things are left, the, the more concerning the outcomes are. And, and that's, I mean, it's troubling for me to hear that. And I, I know that it's happening and um, it's it's definitely a big concern. Where do you think, it, what, what what's continuing to cause it? Is it a lack of doctors? Is it too many patients? Uh, wh- where, where do you think that if you could fix one thing overnight, what would it be? That is a very loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could pick just one thing. Can I pick two things? Sure, of course. Um. I would say making sure that everybody has access to a family doctor yes, to prevent yeah. the things that are coming into the eMERGE to begin with, right? Because if we're managing the high blood pressure and the high cholesterol and the diabetes, hopefully the person isn't coming in with a heart attack or a stroke. Yep. So that'd be the first thing. Yep. And the second thing would be to improve flow through the acute care system. So making sure that we have appropriate community care. So things like long-term care, home care, those sorts of things so we can, that we can kind of um, distill people off of the acute care system so that those that space in the ER and the inpatient um, wards are kind of there only for the people who are sick enough to need them. Because a lot of care, I think, can happen outside the hospital. So focusing on those two things in the community, primary care and kind of general community care, will go a long way. Yeah, we talked to the new president of the AMA yesterday, the Alberta Medical Association, talking about the same thing. The the lack of family docs is sort of where it all starts. That's our first interaction. And a lot of, like, there's so many people that don't have family docs. Where else are they going to go except for the ER if something goes wrong? Well, that's just it, right? And I think that, um, you know, we've talked about this before. Primary care isn't sexy and, and it it doesn't have that same pizzazz to it, but like it it is what is going to save our system. Preventative care, like the amount of money put into preventative care saves an exponential amount of money 
in the acute care system because we're preventing people from coming into hospital to begin with. So that's really where the focus should be, in my opinion. Yeah, makes really good sense. Uh, Dr. Mathani, thank you so much for being here. As always, I appreciate your time.